This is Inspired Wellness with Jessica, your new go-to podcast for mind, body, and emotional wellness. Tune in to hear real, raw conversations about stress, anxiety, and holistic self-care. I am your podcast host. My name is Jessica. I am from Inspired Life Collective. I'm an advanced EFT practitioner, meditation therapist, and holistic life coach, and I am on a mission to educate you on how to release stress from your body and dare I say, even prevent it and inspire you to live life with a calm body, a clear mind and thriving emotionally. If you are ready to support your long-term health and wellness, then let's jump straight into the episode. Welcome to this episode of Inspired Wellness with Jessica. This is episode six and today I want to follow on from last week's episode, episode five, where I was talking about my top five daily do's if you are somebody who experiences anxiety. Okay, so my number one five things, (laughs) my five number one things to include in your day in your routine to help you to calm your mind and calm your body and also to support you emotionally if you are an anxious person. Now, at the end of that episode, I was talking about, you know, the hows, the how to actually include these things in your day. And, you know, that I know that that will be quite a blockage for a lot of people. A lot of people might have been listening to, you know, you might have been listening to that episode and thinking to yourself, yeah, this is great. I would love to try tapping or breath work or meditation or include some exercise in my daily routine, but I don't have time. I just don't have time. I'm busy and I've got kids and I'm trying to balance work or my business or both. And, you know, it's just too much. But here's the thing. If you are able to actually put these things into practice, as you begin to de-stress and you begin to slow your mind and your body down, then you may actually begin to find that these things won't need to happen in the pockets of your time anymore and that it's actually easier to begin to prioritize it. And I know today's episode is not about blockages, but I know that there are, I will just tell you a few common blocks that I find uh, when I work with clients in particular um, to, you know, being able to implement that self-care. And those blocks tend to include, first of all, the belief of, I don't have time. And believe me, I know you're busy and I know that every minute is occupied and being pulled from one person's attention to the next. But I guarantee we find time for the things that are important to us. And once we can begin to actually truly value what that element of self-care is going to do for your anxiety or for your stress levels, then it will begin to become easier to be a priority. So looking at your mindset around time, but also your belief system around time, because often when we are caught up in this cycle of busy, we don't actually realize that it is a belief and it is also a story and it has become a part of your identity. 
So if you are so used to saying, I don't have the time for this, I can't find the time for this, then that is actually going to be your default go-to response for adding anything new into your life. And the same is going to be is, you know, if the blockage is around money, if you feel like I, you know, I can't afford to exercise or I can't afford to, I don't know, set up a meditation space or I can't afford a tapping app or I can't afford, you know, this course. If you have that, that mindset, that same story, that same belief of I can't afford instead of a growth mindset of how can I afford or how can I do this without spending money? And just pushing past those stories that you are telling yourself when it comes to the blockages, then that is going to be a really, really helpful first step for you. Because sometimes, and I'm just going to say it, sometimes we really genuinely need to call bullshit. We really do. We need to look at the stories that we are telling ourselves and the things that we are saying to ourselves, and we need to say, okay, is this a genuine reason? Is there any work around it? Or is it an excuse that I'm allowing myself to just stay safe and comfortable with? Because remember, as creatures of habit, we don't want to move out of our comfort zone. And if we do want to move out, want to move out of it, then that, you know, 5% part of your brain that is trying to get you past that comfort zone change is being overhauled by your body that has been on this autopilot of doing things the same way for so long. So change is always going to feel uncomfortable and the stories we tell ourselves allow us to stay in that comfort. Now, what I really want to get into today though is I've got five ways for you that you can use the things that we spoke about last week. So tapping, breath work or meditation, a journaling exercise. So how you can use these tools in your day as intentional self-care without having to have gigantic pockets of time. Without depending on your season of life, even having to, you know, be away from your children or having to, you know, find time to yourself or a designated space to yourself. And I know all of those things would be lovely and they are all absolutely important. If you can do them, amazing. But my very, very, very next piece of advice, I was going to say first, but I think that blockages was my first. I think my second piece of advice here is that you need to really be able to spend some time accepting the season of life that you are in and celebrate the baby steps. So one day, one day, maybe as you do de-stress and you slow your mind and body down and you do find that you are working outside of the pockets of time when you are doing that, that's a one day. That's fantastic. That might not be you right now though. You right now might be literally just setting your alarm 10 minutes earlier, sitting up in your bed and doing some tapping or some breath work or some shaking of your arms or something that is going to support your anxiety. 
Okay, something small in self-care. And I do recommend go and listen to that last episode because that will talk to you all about why and how these different things will assist your mind, body, and emotionally with anxiety. So first of all, as I said, we want to start by accepting the season of life. If you are, you know, mom with young kids and Bub doesn't sleep or you've got a newborn, then you need to accept that that element of, you know, me time or or alone time, you know, isn't overly realistic, perhaps. Um, you know, maybe you have a lot of help at home. Maybe you don't. Maybe you've got a lot of family around. Maybe you don't. Uh, but I know, you know, particularly last year and the year before, you know, if, if you did have a young baby, um, I well, I can tell you I had Amelia at the beginning of 2020 and two months later we went into lockdown and I wasn't able to see my mum or my sister or my in-laws or my aunties. I have, I have a lot of support here and that was just taken away. And here I was with this three-month-old baby and it was just me, my partner and my other daughter and I've never felt more alone in my life. So again, accepting the season of life that you are in because if you do not have the ability to create a space for your meditation or to go and walk away from the family um, or to you know stop between work and daycare pickup really, then that's okay. That's your season. But let's go through some ideas now of how you might still be able to implement these things that will support you with your anxiety and will support you with your stress levels without having to have a huge amount of time to spend on yourself. Actually, I want to jump back for one second because something has just popped into my head and that is around mindset uh, with the blockages. And one of the biggest things that I also see is the guilt as well. So there's a lot of guilt that tends to come with us wanting to spend some time, uh, you know, helping ourselves. But the thing is, is especially when it comes to the kind of self-care that is going to be helping you cope mentally, emotionally, and physically, it's, it's essential. It is 100% essential. So if that is you and you are feeling like, you know what, I do want to try some of these things, but I, you know, can't take myself away. That's not fair. I feel guilty then you need to understand that what you are actually doing is improving the way that you are showing up, the way that you feel, and the way that you are giving to yourself and to your family. So it's not selfish. And no matter how many people we have to take care of, and no matter how important our role is within our family or our work, our mental and emotional and physical well-being must come first. Because, and it's so cliche, I know, but you can't pour from an empty cup. Because if you don't have your health, what do you have? Okay, that was a little off topic. <laughs> Let's get into my five tips. It's just so important. And I know the guilt, I know it. Let's get into these five tips. So the first thing that you could try is implementing maybe some meditation or breathing, breath work, or some tapping as you wake up in the morning or as you are going to bed. Now, as I mentioned before, when I spoke about the season of life, you may be interrupted. You may have little people crawling all over you. 
okay? But no matter how you do this, the important thing is, is that you do it. And if you are able to let go of your expectations that it will be silent or the expectations, you know, that you won't be interrupted, if you can let go of those expectations, then that is going to be extremely helpful for you. So as I said, trying, when you wake up in the morning, you could sit up and as soon as you sit up, you just pop in your earphones, jump into Thrive if you're a member, if not, highly recommend you look into it. Pop in your earphones and play a meditation play an EFT session. You can sit there and you can just tap and breathe. As you stand up out of your bed in the morning, as your feet hit the floor, you can do some butterfly breathing and stretching. So you don't have to have this time, you know, where it's like, oh, the kids have gone to bed or the, you know, I'm going to get up an hour earlier. Yes, if you can, fantastic. But baby steps, Let's start with the baby steps. What can you do right now? If you're already up at 5.30 for work or to get the kids ready for school before you go to work or daycare or whatever your situation is, you don't want to be up at even earlier. So let's start with baby steps. Can you do it in the morning? Can you do it in the evening? The next way that I encourage you, number two, to look into implementing these self-care is in the shower. So in the shower, can you stretch out your shower a little bit longer? Because you could use that as a perfect opportunity for a Zen or a mindfulness meditation. A Zen meditation is being in the moment and you have so many different sensations in the shower because you've got, you know, the water and the way that it hits your skin and you've got the sounds and you've got the steam, Uh, you know, you've got the different temperatures that you can play with. So are you able to have a Zen meditation in the shower? It might mean that your shower is five minutes longer, but it also means that you've also done some breathing and meditation, and that is going to help to combat your anxiety or lower your stress levels. Can you say your affirmations in the shower? Or I have them on my bathroom mirror. And so when I get out of the shower, then that's when I'm doing my affirmations. So could you tap and do affirmations as you step out of your shower and you're looking at your bathroom mirror? And I know it would be so nice to sit down and do some mindful breathing and just, you know, not do it on the go. But let's just, like we said, celebrate baby steps and see how can you begin to get these habits going in your life. Anything you can do is going to be better than doing nothing. So have a think about the shower. Can you even do a little stretch in the shower? What can you do when you have that time? How can you make use of that space? How can you make use of all of the different sensations that are in the shower? The next thing I suggest, number three, and this is for the mums, is include your children. So yes, I know I would much prefer to do my morning yoga or my morning workout by myself. Absolutely. And it's frustrating when you're halfway through a set of weights or you're, you know, trying to go from downward dog into a cobra and you have to get up and take your two-year-old to the toilet because she's about to pee everywhere. I know it's frustrating. Okay. Anybody else have that? (laughs) Mine likes to rip her nappy off at the moment. She is toilet training. She's doing pretty well, but... Sometimes she thinks it's hilarious to pee on the floor. 
Anyway, <laughs> so in how can you involve them? So first of all, that comes back to accepting your season of life and letting go of expectation. And then how can you involve them? So if you are looking at ways to incorporate movement into your day and you don't have time to go and drop the kids somewhere and go to the gym, or maybe it's financial, you know, you can't afford to go to that yoga class, but what can you find to help yourself at home? What can you do? Can you stream something, a yoga on YouTube? There's a heap of amazing ones. Can you, um, you know, put on some music? This is one of my favorite things to do. My girls love dance parties and so do I. And a form of meditation is a movement meditation where if you can actually put some music on and close your eyes or totally immerse yourself in that music and move your body at the same time with no judgment, with no inhibition, just moving your body. That is a meditation. It is meditation and it is movement and it is going to be extremely beneficial for anxiety. And guess what? Your kids can do it with you. Like my two and my six-year-old are not going to judge me for the way that I move. If my eyes are closed or, you know, if I'm just moving to the music and lost in my own little world, because they're going to be doing it too. And the thing is with involving your kids in these practices, in the movement meditations, in, you know, the yoga, in meditating, you know, you could say to them, I'm going to do this now. Mommy's going to be really quiet why don't you give it a go too? Or show them how to do some breath work and you could do it together. Or you could say, this is my journaling time before bed. I'm going to sit down and do 10 minutes of journaling. If it's age appropriate, how would you like to journal? Would you like to do some coloring and you can give them some mindful coloring? So you can make it age appropriate, but you can also make it inclusive. If you can't be on your own, it doesn't mean that you can't do these things. I think number three is probably one of my favorite, um, you know, involving the kids is one of my favorite things because it really does take that pressure off. If I can't have this perfect 5 a.m. routine, which I don't have the energy for because I'm not getting to bed early enough because I'm not getting the required amount of sleep that my body needs to function, And that's because of the season of life that my two-year-old is in. If you can involve your children, then you are going to get these benefits and you are going to teach them some pretty amazing self-soothing tools. Both my kids use tapping. One's two and one's six. They both use tapping. They both um, breathe. (laughs) My two-year-old's funny now. If she thinks I'm getting a little bit worked up, she'll look at me and she'll go... (sighs) Uh, and my and my six-year-old she'll take herself off and do some breathing or meditation or journaling if she's feeling worked up so involving them is not only going to benefit you but it is going to benefit them long term so that's the reason why it's actually one of my favorite productive ways now number four is in the car now i i've seen this on instagram a few times and you know it says i can't explain it but sitting in the car is self-care and I can't tell you how many times I've pulled up from work when I used to work my long long days and I would just sit there I would just sit in the car I didn't want to move I felt like my body almost couldn't move to be honest sometimes and sometimes you're not even staring at your phone sometimes you're just staring at nothing 
but it's that, you know, that time alone. So if you are in the car and you are between work and home or you are between work and daycare pickup, uh, how can you use that time for some breath work or a five-minute meditation? Again, open up Thrive if you're a member. Get out a five-minute meditation. Get out a short tapping if you had something that you want to release from your day that you don't want to bring home to your children, that you don't want to bring home to your family. Do it in the car. It's just such an easy way because you'll start to realize that you probably are sitting in the car at some points and going through your phone, getting caught up on social media. So how about instead... Let's make it intentional and you sit there and you do a meditation. Keep your journal in your car if you need to. Now, my fifth and final um, suggestion is to set intentional time. So what I mean by this is maybe looking at things like examining how much screen time you're having and making a choice. When I sit in bed at nighttime, do I want to scroll Facebook Is it really connecting me with people the way that I think it is? Am I really feeling good after I scroll it? Is this good for my eyes, for my melatonin production? I know we're all guilty of it, but examine. Is that screen time productive? Could I cut it back by 10 minutes and meditate? Could I cut it back by 10 minutes and do the tapping to release, you know, the things that my boss said today that made me want to punch him in the face? (laughs) Could I do the tapping to release the guilt that I have from the frustration from my children today? Could you set intentional time while the kids are having a bath? You know, while they are in the bath or the shower, you are present, you are there, but could that be your time where you also pop some headphones in? And I know you want to be present with your children when you are with them, but if they are happy playing and you are there and you are breathing... You are just hand on heart, hand on, hand on stomach breathing. Could this be your time? Could this be your time to tap and release your emotions to support your anxiety? Do you get a lunch break at work? Could you set intentional time to say, okay, well, my lunch break is half an hour. So I'm actually going to take it. I'm going to leave my desk. I'm going to take my lunch break. I'm going to spend 15 minutes eating. I'm going to spend five minutes in the loo and I'm going to spend 10 minutes doing a breath work or meditation. Could you intentionally choose to move your body by taking stairs instead of a lift? Could you walk more places? You know, what are some intentional ways that you could actually choose movement? Are there things that you can do to just get those muscle groups moving to support your anxiety? Remember, we spoke about last week, activating the large muscle groups. Are there things that you could do? You know, maybe during bath time, you're not actually tapping, but you're squatting. I know I used to have this thing and I don't remember exactly when I stopped, but it lasted for quite a long time. Where Every time I would brush my teeth, I would do um, heel raises. Uh, after a knee injury, I really had to get my calf muscles and my quads and things highly activated. So I would do heel raises every time I was brushing my teeth. And it just became a habit. And the final thing I want to talk about with intentional setting of time is, you know, could could you actually commit to it in your calendar? 
Could you set aside time? Is there time that you can look at your calendar and you can say, no, this is my time. And you put it in as a schedule, as if you have committed to your girlfriend for coffee. You are less likely if you commit and you say it out loud, and even if you tell somebody for accountability and you put, put it in your calendar, you can't book anything else in, you are less likely to stand yourself up if it is a commitment rather than just a plan. Rather than just saying, yep, I'll get up tomorrow morning and exercise, could you actually put it in your calendar? Okay, this is the designated meditation time. This is my designated breathing time. Whatever of those things, you know, from last week that you are choosing to implement into your life to support your anxiety. So the more you do these, the more they will become habits. Okay, the easier it is going to become as you practice. And even though everything that I've mentioned is in the bits and pieces of the time that you have, in the small pockets of time that you have, you can still do it intentionally and it can still become your habits and your routines. So it could be that your routine is the second you wake up in the morning, you tap, you breathe and you get up out of bed. It could be that yours and your kids' routine every second day is to do a yoga routine or a workout together. You know, it could be that your routine is you now shower for an extra five minutes and you do a meditation in the shower and say your affirmations as you get out. It could be that your routine is that when you do get home, you, you know, are expected five minutes later inside the house because that's when you're doing your journaling or that's when you are doing a meditation to let go of your day. Whatever you choose to do, and I do hope that these ideas have given you some sort of idea of to how you might be able to incorporate more of these anxiety and stress preventing techniques into your day because we're all busy and I know you've got enough going on as it is, but if you want the anxiety to stop, you need to be able to put in place these measures to prevent it. So this is how I recommend you can do that in some pockets of your time. And as you go on, as they become habits, as they become something that you just naturally do, then you can move to the next step as your season of life changes, as your job timetable changes, as whatever it is that you are going through changes, move to the next step and intentionally find a way to make it, you know, more time for you more time to intentionally spend lowering your stress levels and looking after your anxiety. So those are my top five tips of how to include the anxiety techniques that we spoke about last week in your daily routine. Let me know in the comments what you think, if what you are going to try, and if you have any other suggestions, because I know that anybody listening would probably love to hear what you know how you manage to fit your self-care in the pockets of time that you have. So until next week, guys, have an amazing week, and I will chat to you soon. You've been listening to Inspired Wellness with Jessica. If you loved what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. If you know someone who would love to hear all about this topic, make sure you share this episode on your socials and tag me 
at inspiredlife.byjessicaann. You can get in touch with me through my website, www.inspiredlifecollective.com.au. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.